This is Reka from Death Valley High, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. By the way, I forgot I sent you that text. I went down a rabbit hole on the internet, and I almost soiled myself when you called just now because it was so loud. (laughs) (laughs) Death Metal Disco. Oh, geez. Hey, you're listening. (laughs) This is, they're on a season of mist that she gets us a lot of good stuff so cool hey you're listening you're listening to the brutally delicious podcast i'm bruce and i'm chris staying alive staying alive oh my <laughs> today we've got a fantastic show with the for you we've got death valley high i think we're speaking to reka is the uh person's name reka um, i don't know how familiar you are with these guys but we've been doing a little research and uh, they're calling themselves death disco <laughs> I'm not sure what that is. I think that's what Chris was alluding to with the staying alive, but <laughs> we should have used the uh, death metal vocals that Riley taught you. Stay alive. Stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, folks. You hear it all here. Before that's we get why into you come here for top notch talent. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get any further in this, um, I posted that Sangre one this morning. And uh, actually, I sent Henry an email yesterday and said, are you okay if we use the whole thing? Because we got pretty fucked up in the beginning. Like, <laughs> he was in the shitter. <laughs> he answered and the he- phone on the fucking toilet. <laughs> and he said, yeah, please go ahead and do it. And I cried so hard laughing when I was putting that thing together. It's pretty funny. If you haven't checked that one out, I know we're plugging Death Valley High here, but go check out the Songray episode. That. That one goes completely off the rails in like T minus 30 seconds. <laughs> I, the only the only safe 30 seconds is when you say, hi, I'm Bruce, and I do my stupid Chris thing. That's, like, <laughs> that's the only safe part of that whole interview. <laughs> yeah, that is way fucked up, that one. Yeah, very fucked up. Nice guy, though. Oh, super guy. Super, he's, super guy. So he's hopefully the kind that's of guy you could pull a hot Carl with, and he would laugh, you know? <laughs> Not Actually, I think him, there's a but, whole yeah. thing. You're like, I came to do this podcast to learn about metal, and so far I've learned about all these bizarre sexual practices. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Pretty good. Okay. okay, Death Valley High. Death Metal Disco. Death Metal Disco. So here's their using distorted riffs over dance punk beats, and you have Death Valley High. They're calling it the mixtape to a doomsday dance party. The mixtape. Okay, one second. I'm just going to hit play here. You won't oh, hear please, it, Oh, please. I already did. It's pretty interesting. You won't hear it, but it'll be on the podcast. Yeah, that's fine. So far, there's a kid walking into a house. <laughs> the name of the song is How to Kill. He's got a backpack on. Ooh, something seems ominous. There's a bag on the table. No, it's. I don't know how to explain you. Well, maybe. 
I while think, I'm pulling it, up his uh, Skype address here, maybe you can explain it for our listeners because I have, don't have the words. Okay, well, okay. it just played on the on the podcast, so you'll hear it on the podcast most likely if we have permission to use it. But um, it sounded like a mixture between placebo, the Bee Gees, and Limp Biscuit. I don't know if Limp Biscuit's the yeah, right one. I but. like placebo. That's an odd reference. And I have somewhere along the way, I got this video of them or like a Blu-ray of them live somewhere. That's a fucking great band. Dude, I saw them live at this venue in Vancouver called the Commodore, which is always rated one of the best venues in North America. Mm-hmm. But I saw them play at that venue. I hit the floor. I went not really being a fan and I left not yeah, able that's to the, not be a that's fan. That's the best when that happens. Like, I went there and, like, it was about four records after A Friend With Weed Is A Friend Indeed, that song. <laughs> right. Which was a funny song, but, you know, you kind of you kind of brush it off as kind of gimmicky or whatever. Right. But then, you know, I went and saw them live and they did all this material and I was just like, holy fuck, they were heavy as fuck. Right. <laughs> and visual, too. I like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was so good. All right. Shall we get uh, Reka on the line here? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's see what we got. I was ex- because of the name Death. I was like, I thought it was gonna be like Death and Disco, nah. but it was actually more like fun. I mean, why did why does Death have to be so growly? Death can come in many ways, right? Death can be peaceful. This is true. Hey, is this Reka? Yeah, can you hear me? How are you, man? Um, I'm well. I'm just waking up a bit um, yeah. early out there, there in uh, San Francisco, right? It's a little. I mean, it's not really. I mean, considerably, it's ten o'clock. You know, that's typically the time I'm I'm up and I'm about. But today's a little <clears throat> a little different. A little show. We had a show last night, and uh, you know, hanging out with friends and whatnot. So, <laughs> couple beers is what you're saying. Yeah, a couple shots, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm no stranger to those kind of mornings. Right? Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not either. (laughs) (laughs) Would it be metal without it? That's all I got to say. Some say yeah, Yeah. but you know. (laughs) How did the show go? (laughs) Oh, the show was good. Um, We played with uh, Nightclub. Uh, They basically just kicked off their their tour, uh, U.S. and, uh, well, North American tour. And uh, they did it here in San Francisco, so um, I think they're basically just having locals open, you know. So um, we happened to be in town and um, worked out perfect. Nice, nice. Yeah. Was it a good crowd? Yeah, it was good. I mean, it wasn't wasn't fully packed, but you know, we're talking pretty, you know, fairly deep. Right. And for yeah. a Wednesday night, that I know here in Richmond, the Wednesday night's pretty dead, so that's pretty good. Uh, you know, well, <clears throat> San Francisco is kind of weird now. Um, uh, it's, it's like not as like nightlife as it used to be. It's right. kind of, it's, it's kind of a bummer, but, um, yeah, I don't know. We, we have like a hardly strictly, um, bluegrass or something that's going on this weekend. I think maybe, maybe people are like looking forward to the weekend. Right. Yeah. And plus that's and, free. And too. I, think, <laughs> I heard once that everybody's working for the weekend. I don't know if that's oh, God. Uh, cause you're a lover boy. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for bringing in a great Vancouver band, man. I appreciate oh, that. Sorry, dude. <laughs> you're never gonna you're never gonna get me to cut down Loverboy. You know why? They're from Here my why? home they're from my hometown. 
And okay. they they started. Well, they didn't start. They recorded at studios like Mushroom and Little Mountain, and they got Bob Rock and Bruce Fairburn started in their career, man. Wow. So I didn't uh, know that either. That's pretty cool. I had no idea. Yeah, I actually, I had no, I had no idea where Bob Rock even came from. To be honest, working he did for Black the, Album and that that's kind of like oh. <laughs> Oh, so he's he's tied with like rock bands. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Working for the weekend. Here's a random fact. Working for the weekend, <laughs> Bruce Fairburn was the producer who did like Slippery When Wet, ACDC, Razor's Edge. Okay, uh huh. You know, and Bob Rock was his engineer. Oh, for all of those records. So he was the apprentice. Yeah, and then they went wow. their own ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Did he get fired? And legacies fired. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did Bruce did Bob Rock get fired, please? <laughs> Here, let me tell you about a little record he did. It's called <laughs> Dr. Feelgood. Let me tell you about another one he did. The black right. album. <laughs> wow, man. So Rick, I'm sorry, as you can tell, this is not your traditional podcast, but hope you can bear with us. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> I have to deal with Chris, so we gotta just keep him in line. This is my this is my psychology for helping guests get over hangovers. <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> it's like making my synapses just like bang, bang, bang. You know? <laughs> yeah. Can you stop laughing so fucking loud? <laughs> uh, gotta kickstart my heart, kickstart my brain. Yeah, kick, okay. beautiful song. Okay, Love it. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about your band? Give me your fifteen second elevator pitch. Elevator. Oh man. That's an interesting thing. I've never even thought of uh, of uh, of that uh, in those terms. I know <laughs> the elevator pitch, huh? That would be. We are a electro noise rock band um, delving in the uh, the darker side of, of life, um, reaching in and trying to trying to shed some light um, in there somewhere. Cool. I I, yeah. I just heard the first song this morning, which was called. Which, Ah, oh, fuck. It was the first video that showed up on YouTube. Let me grab it here again. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, By the way, we were digging the... It was called How no, to no, Kill. No, no, no. That's, fun. that's funny because when you say the first song, I'm going, well, which album? But and then I was thinking, <laughs> I do the same thing. First song on YouTube is like kind of like where I, you know, that's the landing page. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, How to Kill. Starting point. How to Kill. And okay, when yeah. I heard it, I was like... The heavy influence is really obvious, but something that I picked up on, which maybe I'm not, maybe I'm way off base, but I got like this placebo type kind of vibe from the visuals oh. and from from the voice and stuff. Did yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, that's that's interesting because um, I mean, I have a I have a particularly weird voice. I I, I consider it's kind of strange. Yeah, um, but it, that's the same thing with with uh, Brian from uh, Placebo. Um, it's just one of those things that's. Um, it's not your it's not your traditional rock voice, but I wouldn't say that they were a total influence. But that that's um that's pretty awesome. I, I really I really dig that uh, comparison. Cool. I mean, I, I don't think you sound like placebo. Like placebo. It's just how unique the voice was, and <laughs> and the use of the electronics with the heavier music. It, uh -huh. it, I was just like, fuck, this is cool. Right on. That's um that's a major like like I said that's a that's a I'm pretty flattered actually. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> hey, I'm Canadian. Okay, I I say thanks and sorry a whole fucking lot. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> we were uh, 
the, the build up to this episode, we were actually having quite a bit of fun with Death Disco. As a matter of fact, Chris was kind of, if you listen to this podcast when it comes out, he was doing his version of the death metal Bee Gees. Uh, <laughs> Stay alive. Yeah, for Death Disco. Stay alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we actually um, a, a while ago. <clears throat> excuse me, I, I um, we we did a cover of of a BG song. In fact, uh, and I can't remember which one it was. Now, <laughs> here, uh, let me search it on YouTube. It'll probably be the first one that's there. <laughs> yeah, no, we we it was short lived. Maybe we did three shows, you know, and and played it, and um, we never recorded it. So. If it's out there, that would be a, a, a gem. <laughs> Man. So are you guys working on anything new now? Yeah, we are. We, I mean, well, we just released uh, the, the cover EP, uh, and, which has remixes and the cover songs. Right. Um, but, uh, but we, yeah, we are working on, uh, we actually are pr- pretty, pretty close to finishing up uh, like a l- little I'm going to call it a seven inch single, like, or I guess a maxi single. So mm-hmm. we're going to have uh, two new songs and, um, and then some more remixes um, on, on that. Um, and hopefully that'll be out by the end of the year. Oh, that quick. Yeah. Well, we're, you know, we're going to, it's strange. We're, we're in the transition period of, of, of coming off of minus head records. I'm not really sure if this is going to come out on minus head records, but, um, at the same time, uh, if if they want to invest in it, uh, I'm totally fine with that because we've had nothing but good uh, a good run with them. So right. um, you know we we've been just trying to to transition out, more, do more DIY stuff. So basically, um, you know, go in the studio ourselves, not with any producers, <clears throat> just just myself and uh, the engineers, and uh, cranking stuff out. So you know, trying to trying to put more content out uh, more consistently. Rather than than a, a full record, I just don't know if you know if I don't know if, if the the world is is still doing stuff like that. I'm gonna surprise you. Those days are done. Those days are done, right? I, it's and it's kind of scary, but I feel like if, if we just keep moving, um, you know, we will eventually have a full LP, and then we can just wrap it up with the last songs and say, "Here's the record," you know. Yeah, I think you know. I, the way I kind of see the industry moving right now is bands are going to, they're going to get enough music for a set together, obviously, because they have to tour. Sure. <laughs> but then, it, but then, then they're just going to start releasing one song, one song, one song, one song, like a song a month so they can stay in people's faces. Really? Yeah. Because people's it's- attention spans <clears throat> right now, I mean, they might love you today, but next week they won't remember who you are if you don't stay oh, cons- yeah. consistent. Yeah, in, in front of their face, um, you know, like touring is, is major, um, you know, but like literally like what you say, you can be in front of them. They're thinking, oh, my God, I saw this hot band last night. And then a week later, they don't even they're like, wait a minute, who was that man again? You know, yeah. so and uh, unfortunately, if, if you don't have that content that's out there, um, something that's new that they latch onto because they, you know, having, having a bunch of albums out is great for us because, um, people can go through the catalog and we get more plays on, you know, uh, more streams and, and whatever. But, um, you know, just to, to get the new audience and get that old audience really stimulated, you got to have all that new content. Yeah. It's becoming to me a lot more like, um, like, streaming television music is becoming more like streaming television where they always want the new show 
You know, what's, yeah. what's the new show? Where am I going to play it? You know, people are yeah. so attached, like globally speaking, people are so attached to the internet. Everything yeah. they do is, is based around, I mean, at least for me, I mean, I can't remember the last time I didn't have my phone on me and I had, I was like, right. oh, I have a question about something and you look at your phone right away. I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? You don't have to go to the library anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no. Those, yeah. Like, you know, those and, days are over. And, and I think that, I think that goes with music too. People are always sure. like, Oh, I want to hear a cool song, you know? And, and it's right there. It's right. in. Yeah. There. I mean, well, I think I mean, that's sort of sad though, because I mean, I grew up like it was Tuesday was the day when they were releasing. That was the big day where oh, you, yeah. you waited and you got the record and you sat down with the lyrics and I think Chris and I have talked about this. You uh -huh. sat down and you listened to the album top to bottom like it was supposed to be sequenced and like you envisioned it. And then, you know, it was a whole experience. Now it's just one song on the fly in the car or something. It's so yeah. different. Yeah, band comes yeah. out with a song now. I don't even know if they released an album, honestly. You know, I just listened to the track. Right. I mean, a lot of times you will go to that track and, and say like, oh, there's a new album out. And then realize, oh, it's just a single. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's yeah. no additional music accompanying that yeah yeah absolutely so I, I yeah still buy, i think I'll, that's why we're uh, the last cd i bought the last album i actually purchased was uh when did gojira silvera come out like <laughs> i bought that like at their show <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you know that's the other thing too i feel like uh you know shows are what sell cds these days um you know, uh, to, to take home, you know, not, not even to listen to just to have a souvenir of the band. Um, and to say like, you helped them out, you know, on yeah, the road. Absolutely. Um, that's, I mean, literally <clears throat> we still do have, you know, a number of fans that, that, that want that tangible, you know, material. Um, but, uh, by and largely we, we sell CDs on, on tour and, you know, out of the amount of CDs that you sell on tour, it's like, where are those fans really? Like, right. are they even, you know, are they streaming us or like, you know, did they just toss the CD in the, you know, in their, their collection and forgot about us already? And it's, it's weird. <laughs> so I, heard uh, I, know say, you, I heard you say you're right. going to do a seven inch, right? Yeah. So that's the idea. Um, <clears throat> and if mine is, I put it, put it out, I'm going to, I'm going to hopefully put it, put, put it to vinyl. Cool. What's your opinion on vinyl? What do you think about it? Uh, I think, you know, I know there's, there's a kind of a trend for cassettes, but I feel like the, you know, largely, I, I feel like people like vinyl better. They, um, they do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> like, so they, they probably have a turntable. They probably have like a, uh, you know, a USB turntable somewhere where they can, you know, plug it into their com computers or whatever. And then, and then, uh, if you have a download code, they've got the souvenir. It's large. It can, can, you know, be kind of shelved discreetly. You know, it's, yeah. if you've got a collection, it's just going to fit right in there. Um, and I, I feel like it's, it's just, you know, something about having uh, uh, music on a, a large disc like that is just more of a collector's item it for is. people. I think it's cool. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool. But I often hear people say, oh, vinyl sounds so much better. And that's interesting. And I, I, uh, I just really don't think it does. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, there's a, there's a depth to it, but if it's not pressed at the right place or like that, somebody messed up the mastering, it's oh, not yeah. going to sound better. Like, like you have to use the I know proper we're getting into curve. Technical terms, and, should be. 
No, you have to use that? the proper reoccur, like the Recording Industry Association of America curve on it. And and it, yeah. it's like a detailed process to master vinyl. You can't just like throw it in ozone and then toss it on vinyl. It doesn't. Yeah, no, it's not like <laughs> it here's work. some MP3s and, and there there you go. So, yeah, yeah. So, but um, yeah, on the on the proper weight of uh, vinyl, whatever it is, 180 grams or whatever it is, uh, something thicker. Yeah. And then I mean, you have to have the, the proper style. I mean, it's there's so many. My my friends There's, my friends hate me for saying that by the way they think vinyl rules, but yeah I like I like vinyl yeah I'm gonna probably throw some on after these interviews here. I do like vinyl <laughs> yeah Bruce is like fuck <laughs> off Chris you're such an asshole <laughs> I'm not sure how we even got to do the same podcast together because <laughs> <laughs> anyways Bruce I'll, I'm I'm taking up all the time here Give no me. I'm used to that actually it's fine oh fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so rake i know you said you're doing i mean touring is a an important part of what you have to do now what do you guys have planned for touring wise um we are gonna go out with uh silver snakes or at least we're planning on that um for january um and that's it we're kind of shut down for the year um basically there's just too many obligations uh fam from family and otherwise um, that we we just need to shut down <clears throat> and concentrate on putting the putting out this new single. Cool. Right. Um, and then uh, tour it uh, next year. So we'll probably just do the U.S. Um, maybe 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 North America. I'm not I'm not totally positive. Um, but uh, and then we we're looking we're setting sights on on a full North American tour like uh, uh, around March. Oh wow! Oh, cool. So yeah, that's a big job. Yeah. So, but you know, yeah, you, you know it's kind of that steady wins the race kind of thing. So yeah, absolutely. I think a, a longer plan is better than just like, what, what's out there? What's going on? Let's, let's jump right. on that, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah. so go ahead, Chris. Sorry. I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, so at this point we're looking at the seven inch, maybe some new stuff in January and then hitting the road. Yep. Mm -hmm. How do you, um, how do you prepare for hitting the road, especially because you guys probably haven't been on the road in a little bit of time, right? How do you prepare for something like that? Shots. Mm, well, we, we just did a, <clears throat> about a 10-day run, um, and, and it was so close that we were able to, like, three of the nights, you know, we were able to actually just run home instead of, like, staying out on the road. But, um, you know, and, and so, like, we, I don't know if we mentally prepared for, for it because it was, like, <laughs> It's kind of close. It was just basically Cal. It was like three states: California, Nevada, and uh, Arizona. Mm -hmm. um, so I, you know, there's there's a mental preparation that has to go into being out for that long. Um, it's kind of like a you disassociate with everything. You know, <laughs> you start to slowly like just chop things off of of your normal life, so you can kind of get into the groove of like you know the shock of just you know not having a home base, the van is your home base. So, sure. you know, um, but you make sure that you, you know, you've, you've got enough, you know, uh, ad additional battery ch chargers and, uh, and all of that for your phone. Cause more and more these days, uh, you know, the attachment to the phone is, is making that home base. It's, yeah. it's really strange, but oh, like, yeah. you know, home is where your phone is almost these days. So, um, you could, you know, FaceTime and, and, uh, 
you know, I FaceTime my pets sometimes, you know, I have cats. <laughs> right. and, uh, I'll be in Germany or whatever, and I'll be like, hey, what's up? You know, <laughs> how you been? Yeah. yeah, my girlfriend's out there holding on the phone, you know, to the cats and stuff. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's really strange that, that that your phone can become your home base these days. So you never really feel like you're that far um, because you're always kind of attached to something really familiar. Yeah. I and mean, like with all the home security stuff, you know, you can go like look at your cameras at home and you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, the cats are, you know, eating something <laughs> or like whatever. There's just. I don't know. It's, it's a strange uh, world we live in now. The ability of technology to connect people is amazing. I mean, look at what we're doing right now. Bruce is in Richmond. Yeah. I'm, I'm in Washington, D.C., and you're in San Francisco. Yeah. And, oh, and, man. And, and it's, it's and we're doing this. In, clear. We're doing this in real time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I listen to a few podcasts the same, same way and, and anything else, you know, too. Uh, I listen to a lot of news and talk radio, um, but, you know, uh, I, I find out that, you know, the producer is talking on the microphone there in New York. Um, the actual host is, is like in Philadelphia or something like that. And oh, they're yeah. talking to somebody, you know, in, in, uh, in Canada or something, you know, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, cool. So I've got. We're at this little point in the uh, interview where I've got some pretty, I don't know, I guess, effed up questions that I kind of pull out of nowhere. Thanks for leaving oh, out uh, the oct part. All right. So hopefully, <laughs> uh, I think we, I think we've figured out you've got a decent sense of humor. So if you can roll with them, that'd be great. Kind of give fans a chance to get to know you. There's no, <laughs> you don't have your camera. I'm watching Chris roll his eyes here, but there's no, <laughs> there's no rules and there's no censorship. So just roll with them, and if you don't like them, we can move on. All right. All right. Uh, where should we start, Chris? Where should we start? Uh, what are your thoughts on garden gnomes? Garden gnomes? Yeah. Kind of creepy. Um, Thank you. I don't. Uh, yeah, they're kind of creepy. Um, especially the traveling ones. Have you ever <laughs> seen those? Where it's like, it's like, <laughs> somebody you know takes a picture of a gnome, and then all of a sudden it's like you know somewhere else, like in another country or whatever. Have you ever, have you ever seen that? It's so it's bizarre. It's not. like, yeah, there's like, I, I feel like I'm making it up now, but like, it's now, actually a TV I feel commercial. Like there's like these traveling gnomes, garden gnomes. <laughs> it's traveling out in Niagara Falls or <laughs> whatever. Chris is probably going to Google traveling gnomes now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's the term, but um, yeah. Uh, overall, yeah, just that's my my, my feeling towards them. Okay. Yeah. How would you describe the color yellow to somebody who's colorblind? Uh, it's ugly. Um, <laughs> bright, it's bright and it's, it's cheery and it's like, it sucks. <laughs> All right. Uh, where are you on putting pineapple on pizza? Uh, don't do it. Thank you. Just I, say I, no. I just say no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pizza you know, purist. It's gotta be just I, like, I, I, I can't even get involved in this pun. This is. Wait, are you saying you put pineapple on your pizza, Chris? Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> right, I do. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this much we did this show and uh it was it was up in santa rosa and somebody brought free pizzas after the show and we were so hungry that I, and i have no idea why they brought pineapple jalapeno oh um but wow. i honestly thought it was okay i was like maybe it's okay and i've never thought the same 
since. So I was really drunk <laughs> and really, really hungry. Yeah, well, I was just going to say it was after the show, you were wasted and somebody gave you food. It's always going to be good in that situation. <laughs> yeah. But, but what we're learning said, here is right? that, Chris, you go out of your way to order pineapple jalapeno pizza. No, God, no. <laughs> but like growing, like growing up, ham and pineapple pizza was like what people ordered. And that's what they do in Canada? In small town Alberta, that's what they did. Yeah, it was a normal really? thing. I don't. I haven't had it in years, but I'm just saying, if it happens, it doesn't disgust me. <laughs> if now, it happens. when it comes now, I'm more like chicken feta, green pepper. You know, that's more of my jive. Right. Yeah. I think I'm a I'm a pizza purist. It's got to be just pizza. Just yeah, pizza. Uh, I'm pretty much just like cheese. There was this I'm place. Like olives and yeah. Mushrooms. See, that's, that's me. It. There was this place which I can't remember the name of where I used to live in Vancouver. And when you ordered a fucking pizza, it was a $40 pizza for one large pizza. Wow. But it was the size of a fucking apple pie when you got it. It was what? like, yeah, it was so fucking good. Was it filled with like pineapple and? It was like cheese, meat, <laughs> cheese, meat, cheese, meat, cheese, meat, oh, like nice. all the way up. So like, it's like I a mean, pizza lasagna. It was a heart attack, but yeah, it was yeah. fucking great. So was that was that deep dish or like what? I guess you could call it deep dish, but it was like <laughs> it was insane. Like I was like forty dollars for this fuck, and then I pick up one piece, and I'm like, holy shit! I can it's like a ten pound piece of pizza. Right <laughs> <here."> <laughs> I was like, my toilet is not going to be happy tomorrow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god! I had to go there. <laughs> <laughs> we usually go there all the time. Yeah. Hey, so one last one. What would fans be surprised to find on your iPod or MP3 playlist? Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> God, you know, um, on my playlist, I, I know I've got some skeletons um, for sure. Um, I guess if they actually looked at my history, um, you know, they would probably find Justin Bieber <laughs> in my history. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of strange. Um, just in my history, yeah, because there was a I heard a song in the in the um, in the I don't know uh, Target or something store, and I was like, oh yeah, that was a good song. So I went and I looked it up and played it in the car um, just thereafter. So um, and yeah, was- I had I have I have an appreciation for Justin. It was the Beebs. The Beebs. <laughs> yeah, that's so before, that's bad. Nah, I mean, music I, I is music. He like all kinds of stuff. So. Hey, you can What's admit that? you like the Beebs. I mean, you know. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good around hey, here. Bef- hey, this is Reka from Death Valley High, and you're about to hear Cruel Summer with Hanin Elias. Yeah. 
All right. That one went well. Yeah. <laughs> Pineapple <laughs> on pizza. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. If they ever become too much, I'm expecting you to tell me to shut the fuck up. So, Dude, I ordered a pizza here uh, last Friday. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a pizza. I think it was a salt block. <laughs> it was really? Like, it was so much salt, dude. Oh, that's terrible. Like, you know when you eat so much salt that you can't drink enough water? Yeah. Like, I had, like, three pieces of pizza, and then, like, for the rest of the night, I was, like, double fisting. One beer, one water. One beer, one water. I just... Oh, that sucks. And I went to bed with, like, <laughs> two glasses of water. I'm like, fucking dying Was over it here. tasty, though, or was it just... It was fine. hungry. It was good. It was decent. We ordered from okay. there because it's one of the highest rated places in the area, like where we live. So it's like, oh, let's try right. this. But I won't do that again. I'm uh, I'm pretty picky on pizzas, you know, because I grew up in New York where well, you know, pizza is. But so I have, uh, you know, pretty high standards. And it took a long time here in this weird city of Richmond to find something that I like. And now that we found it, you know, that's it. I have to go to New York and try pizza. Yeah. And you have to go to New York and, and, do other, and do other things, but you know, <laughs> you've never been to New York. No, I know it's only three hours away by train. I don't know. Dude, you got to come with us. When we go, we go all the time. Yeah. My wife and I talk about it. We just can't leave the dog alone right now. Oh uh, yeah. Cause I'll give you the nickel tour. We'll have a blast. Oh fuck. That'd be awesome. I, I just, the dog can't be put in boarding. Yeah. So, Hey everyone, this is Tuck from fit for a King in off-road minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.